stop playing Pokemon and no, we do no. this. No. To the day I die. Hey there, Alex and Luke here. Um, this week's episode, we talk about the two-tier test system, all the alternatives, and what will be best for the future of test cricket. What else we talk about, Luke? Yeah, we get into the quick six this week uh, about some of the, the toughest batsmen to get out in the test cricket history. So, yeah, it was good fun. Absolutely. Were yeah. you tough to get out? Mate, I'm tough. I'm, I, yes. You are tough to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough to get out of the closet. Uh, Squads for the Sri Lanka Test Series coming up at the end of July are out. What do you think? Decent enough team. Uh, it's the team that we'll be looking forward to going forward. Uh, you know, in in I guess for the future. Obviously, a big couple of Test Series coming up at the end of the year as well. And any surprises for you? Uh, look, no, yeah. none really. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> that's well, that's what the makes thing. It difficult. I mean, well, that was season four, episode three <laughs> of Sporting Woods. Thanks for checking it out. <laughs> Yeah, cheers, guys. No, I think that especially playing Sri Lanka, it'll be interesting to see how the Aussies compete in the subtropic again. You know, it's always an interesting endeavour, especially not against India. I'm not sure. I, I must admit, I, I can't remember if not, but Adam Zampa has been playing extremely well uh, over in the CPL. It's been actually kind of good. I know that we've just said that we're going to talk about Sri Lanka, but the CPL, which is running on at the moment, you know, with the T20 competition in the Caribbean, plenty of Aussies doing very well over there. Finch has done excellently, and, and Zampa, they put their hands up for the you know for this series, and whether they made it or not, it's a good showing and a, and a good way for them to get into shape for the BBL, uh, which will be coming up soon. Yeah, I guess back to what we were saying with surprises, I guess there haven't been too many. Were you shocked that guys like um, Sean Marsh... You know, t- we've taken a few pace bowlers. In terms of spinners, we've only got... Who do we bring? Well, we've got Lyon, of course. Of course. And we've got course, Stephen O'Keefe. And that is it. Okay, yeah, right. I'd say, to be honest, I- I'm pretty surprised with Moises Enriquez. But, I mean, I think that's a really... That's that's a... He's sort of wa- waited no, I his think, turn kind of thing. I think that, the, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I think it's about time that that guy gets a run. He's, you know, setbacks with injury. He's in a position, you know, in his career where he can have an opportunity to um, perform on the highest level for his team, and that's, um, you know, that that's exciting. So, yeah, good on him. And, um, you know... Yeah, my question would be... Whether he plays a different story. Yeah. Mm. I mean, sure, Marsh, that's an interesting pick. Well, no, I was just back to Moise Enriquez. I was just saying, what would be the makeup? I mean, surely... Would you have Mitchell Marsh and Moises Enriquez in the same team? Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you maybe, they've, maybe they've got him there as Mitchell Marsh's foil, you know, just in case something happens. Yeah, well, I guess that makes a lot more sense. Because that, that is probably... I mean, that would be his only opportunity, surely. Well, yeah, but that's, um, that, was, only that was the reason why... The only reason why I found right. I know he's a good player. He's, he's hmm. proved it overseas and, and, and domestically. Hmm. But for me, the, the highest ceiling and the better option for the future for Australia is Mitchell Marsh. And he's... Yeah, really he's, starting he's, his form. Yeah, he's, he's sure, it's not in Test cricket that we've seen, but let's hope his form in the other formats 
uh, translate over the test cricket. But yeah, so I'd say, I don't know. I think maybe another young spinner could be worth putting in there just in case. Well, I guess that's why they've brought um, O'Keefe. O'Keefe, yeah. But I know your thoughts on O'Keefe. I do. And it's, it's I guess, look, I, I think you've got to choose him over Zampra at this stage. But otherwise, I don't know who you would pick if I, you wanted to pick another spinner. Every time I go to make an argument against Stephen O'Keefe, mm. I end up out arguing myself. I was just about to say then, why the name is in the title of what his job is. Like, he's a spin okay. bowler. Oh. You have to spin it. And I just don't see him spinning it. But you're also a pace bowler. You only you don't only pick on pace. Yeah. Like, so I, 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 know, I know, but I just think, weirdly, Australia does have some pretty ripping spinners coming, spinners through. coming through. And they're not one-dimensional. Yeah. Whereas Steve O'Keefe is also, yeah, sure, he's left-handed as opposed to Nathan Ryan's, Nathan Lyon's right. right. Yeah. But he's just a lesser version of Nathan Lyon. Mm. Because Nathan Lyon actually spins it. He gets bounced. He gets top spin. He gets... Well, they probably pick him then in that case for his, for his batting O'Ke- as much. Steve O'Keefe... Yeah, but then I... You know how I feel about that. You're I know. A genuine I know. all-rounder or... And, and how many all-rounders are you going to have in a test team? You need to have well, that's guys that can make something happen. Mm. I think Stephen O'Keefe, at best, can tie an end down. Yeah. And, I, and can... You know, those wickets that he took in his first game or, or the... The last game he played, I think he got three, four, or something like that. A lot of them were caught on the boundaries, and and it was mm. the batsman making an error. I'm not trying to shit on the bloke. I just think someone like Cameron Boyce. You mentioned Adam Zampa. I think a leg spinner and an off spinner would it make would make a better option. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And they also just spin it. And For me, and I and I agree to an extent with you. I I, I, I like O'Keefe. I must admit. But if I had to I choose one, so, no, I know. If I had to choose someone out of that team that I would, it, it, it's Sean Marsh. I would almost pick Finch over Marsh. If Finch is in good good form, he can at least he can bowl. And I don't think I'd even pick Finch in the team, but I would have him in the squad over over Sean Marsh. If you're going to pick like a batsman who's a batsman, I just think I don't know. He's a couple. He's a couple he, years old, you know. Yeah, I think with Sean Marsh, it is always. Well, it's just why is he there when he's good? He's it is all to do with his technique. It's a, yeah. it's a more compact technique, but it's that know. same issue. He he goes on the front foot mm. too soon, and he is the most caught in slips batsman. Oh, he's a uh, yeah because he plants that front foot, and is 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 Watto without his left handed, so it goes across him. Watto would when it came back into him, which is the equivalent of across the left hander, he'd get him on his pad. Yeah, but that's he's got the same yeah he's got the same issue. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I, I, but then I sit there and go, well, who's all the guys that you think of that are up and coming? And I, there's probably a thousand that people are going to bring up. And please do, because yeah, I do really want to make sure. I do like I get, Dan Mal. I want to get. I, don't know, I was going to say I want to get more back uh, back into the domestic scene. It's hard to. You have to commit mm. to really follow Australian domestic cricket. And obviously, there's none on at the moment. But yeah, for me, all the guys that you think of that are up and coming, you see their performances. On, on, in a different format, hmm. you know that's and that's what the big bash. It's great, yeah, it's going out, but all the guys that are doing well in that, the domestic guys that we hadn't heard of prior, or the layman hadn't heard of prior, it's you can't put them in the test side out of based on performances in the big yeah, bash because it's such a. But such I mean, and that's where I would go. Like, yeah, Finch. To me, he's got a, a dangerous technique to put, especially he want to open. Um, well, so I, I just all I, all I would say would be, and I know that there's a couple of decisions. Maybe Chris, the reason why they have Chris Lynn, but I was saying everyone really no. knows him as that T20 guy. But I've made a, but 
I think I've you've got seen enough. him play. You've got Warner, you've got Burns, but he's, you've got but he's not that player. That's the point I'm saying. He mm. isn't that player. He is a guy that can make well, a, I take a him really compact, right, a really go. compact innings and build an innings. And I have because I am Queensland. I've seen him play at the Gabba, and I want to keep up with more well, of that the would states. Be but better, that's, that's the reason why I have seen him play a, a proper innings. He can score quickly without taking risks. That's something, that you, and you don't see in 2020 because they have to take risks. It's a part of the game. But I've seen him. I mean, I hell, I made. I saw Queensland make 450 in a day. He made 250 in a day, mm, and it wasn't huge. like he was sitting there teeing off. Hitting, like he had a few sixes, but wasn't his all. shots were proper shots. cricket shots. Yeah. So that look, I, I think you're right. If you had to choose someone, but it seems as if they've gone with more of a, a, a seam over. I mean, six seamers. I mean, over... They've taken... To me, yeah, it looks tonight. like they're picking on experience. They understand yeah. they've lost a lot of experience in the past few years, and they're trying to... Hmm. For the... for the. Well, the big the big exclusions, of course, are, are Peter Sill and James Patterson. I don't think Sids will, will find himself in the squad from here on out, unfortunately. No. But Patterson, I suppose, is, is a big choice. And to choose Kilton Isle over, <laughs> over Paddo is... Yeah, um, I don't agree with that. That's a big call, and that'll be but interesting to I, see. What I got to say, I don't know their the reason health. Why. Can, yeah, yeah, he might yeah, be. Yeah. I think it's just might. I don't I know. I don't know. Just I find Kilton Isle just maybe it's just because straight he's up in, and down, straight up and down. But I find him expensive, and I know that's in you know 50, 50 over matches and in twenty twenty everyone is, but he seems to be the most. It's like I, Brett Lee. Brett Lee was a you know phenomenal Test bowler, but yeah. it, he got him in the fifty over, and all it took was two bad balls, three bad balls, and they were going you know either going streaking down to third man or they were going for six and I, I agree just with you and I agree with that I feel like that was too. Col- I think, you know, I think Brett Lee once the outside um, you know once the ball wasn't as new mm. he wasn't as dangerous as Glenn McGrath and I oh, think a lot of people yeah. would disagree with that but no, they're idiots. That's, and that's the difference between pace and bounce sorry you know pace for these guys they're so good that you know it can be quick but if it's not moving off its trajectory they, they can handle it mm. you know we've seen that heaps well you only have to put the, the bat Oh, okay, that's where it's going yeah. to go. And, and, and once unbelievable. their eyes get in, they these mm. are professional athletes. They're so good that, you know, I would suck, but they, they would <laughs> they can do it. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying from my perspective, I'm saying from then that from what I've seen, straight up and down bowling, no matter how fast, a good batsman can deal with. Mm. When I say Brett Lee wasn't as dangerous as Glenn McGrath once the ball was new, Brett Lee would get it to swing in the first, you know, I'll give him credit, 10 overs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. T- but then after that, it was very little. Mm. Glenn McGrath had bounce... He had seen, he had... Oh, and yeah, I really everything. want to emphasize bounce. It was the bounce that he had that made him so dangerous. Bringing back to your initial point, Nathan Coulton-Isle doesn't have... He's like Brett Lee, he's, he's one-dimensional, he's but he's almost no-dimensional. He's not as quick as Brett Lee. No, no, he's quick. And he's, he's not and his like bounce, I think they're trying to work on his bounce and having a higher release point, but I think that's what's causing him to bowl short. He's mm. trying to bowl... He's trying to release from the highest point, yeah. But he's letting go too late. It's gone short, and it's That's the issue. it's going against him because most batsmen as well. The first thing they pick up is length, and they first thing they want to jump on once they rise in is length. Mm. So that's why probably why he gets hit for a lot of runs too. Is the big you know I was a massive advocate for Ben Cutting, but I have to admit that was something he struggled with too. Mm. Tall men try and will will try and use that yeah. that their their height to get that bounce. But if you're but pitching also, halfway up the, uh, the pitch, I mean, well, that's right. They strive for it, and the thing Glenn McGrath mm. didn't have to strive for it because he also had that wicked wrist, yeah. his wrist action oh, as well. So that pretty. would that would also assist him with the bounce, which is something Ryan Harris had. Ryan Harris didn't have the height, but 
but he had that wrist action that he got surprise bounce sometimes. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> there's good good fast bowling. Like that's and that's that's some imagery, you know. Well, I, I, I not just to think... discount Bradley. I mean, obviously. Oh mate, he was there. He was bloody good in those first ten overs, oh, and he could you get to two, three quick wickets. It'll it'll still always remind me. I think it was was it against India? It could have been against India where they got him. They didn't need the runs. They had so many runs against us, and they got to Binger to like it was either none for a hundred or whatever it was but they got into a century and then declared because mm-hmm. they're just like no you you're gonna get a hundred odd runs on you today mm-hmm. or was it 200 it was an intense amount of runs yeah. to be hit against it must have been a hundred because 200 is ridiculous but I remember it's they were like unseen. yeah I know but it was like it, it just broke him that day and he had that about him like he just didn't have I don't know and, and if that was if he was performing as badly as he was that day then Morning probably wasn't playing well either Oh, so everyone you know, has bad. Everyone days. has bad days. Like, no one's having. You can't it's just go like, on results. Like yeah. everyone has. Yeah, I agree. It's that it's more about when the chips are down. Worst case scenario, what? Happens? How does this person respond to it? And it's not even a matter of will or determination. Sure they all want it. And they're hard of course. Work and they're, of course. But it's about do you have this, the ability to make something happen? And that's again, if you're talking about Cool Tonight, you're talking about. Well, I was talking about Steve O'Keefe. To me, they aren't those kind of players. Someone like Zamba, even Cameron Boyce, the way he spins it, he's going to go for runs, no doubt, because he's mm. going to bowl a lot of fullies. Same way with Zamba. Mm. All wrist spinners are going to bowl a fair share of fullies. You're going to but go. they have the ability to get inside the batsman's head more because more variations can happen. Yeah. You know, And I'm not just talking about like variations from them, like wrongins and stuff. I mean, natural variation. Mm. Stephen O'Keefe needs a pitch to help him to get that. Nathan Coulter-Nile needs the conditions to help him to get that. We want to try and get people who can do that when it's when difficult, like you know, it, yeah. for example, you know, you know, the conditions aren't there for swing bowling if Jimmy Anderson can't swing it, because you know that yeah. bastard can swing the ball exactly. And what will be fun as well is it's obviously Stark's first test in a, in a fair beauty. while too. Yeah. So and Stark's, we get to watch Stark absolutely throwing it at those pins, and that's going to be and Stark's a good example fun. of something like that because he probably at the start like was pretty similar to the Brett Lee style. It was more yeah, pace. absolutely. But he's found a way to use reversing. Same way with Brett Lee. He he. Definitely search for other ways to be. He had the reverse swing later on mm. in innings and stuff like that. And that was so good too. I, I wasn't trying to shit on Brett Lee. No I'm one just is. trying to compare Absolutely him to not. the difference between a Brett Lee bowler and a Glenn McGrath bowler. Yeah, and there is a big difference between yeah, them. They gave you know, apples and pears. Anyway, so it's a it's yeah. a good team. They should do the job. Like I said previously, and I, maybe I disagree now, but I think this is probably the least amount of pressure these guys are going to face in oh, a test series for a long for time a long in the time. future. So they should really try and enjoy that. And I think that's also what they're thinking about, which mm. scares me about these picks. It makes these picks more... Concrete. Um, or, more weight in these picks yeah. because there is such a uh, serious Emphasis amount of cricket coming up yeah. that this is almost like an audition. And I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful way to mm. Sri Lanka because obviously it's important and Australia wants to win, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and, and you want to... You just can't compare it to to what's coming up. I agree. So I guess that brings us into this week's big topic, Mm. which I know that you've spent quite a bit of time on. uh, Not as much time as some. (laughs) But I have... Well well said, well said. And it's true. It's a big topic and it's something that I know you're passionate about and have been passionate about for many, many years. Yeah. You know, you've spoken about it before on the I show. I say probably so. about a year and a bit. Oh, I'll give you a year and a bit. That's still years. 
Yeah, I guess. Still you know, like multiple. It's more than one. Mm. Yeah, don't know if it would be many. One point six <laughs> is a year. Since I was eight, I was talking about the two tier test series <laughs> test system. <laughs> anyway, so today's is going to be about the tier test. Well, that's what I was talking about. It's tests. been on the it's been on the mind of a few people. There's a mm. sense of urgency from most cricket fans, and and yep. I, I read a thing today that was explaining that you know this feeling as well isn't foreign to cricketers. Like it's oh, very God, common no. throughout the history of cricket. People are like, something needs to be done because. There are parts of this game that are boring. And you're like, yeah, there are parts of a lot of games that are boring. There are parts of a lot of things that... It's, it's, to me, boring is subjective. It's yeah. like there's a lot of things... Like shopping, to me, is boring. But I know a hell of a people that like shopping. You know, there's... So it all comes down to how much you understand it. Anyway, that's not all here. Talking about the two-tier system. The I, uh, I don't even know if it was the ICC, but there's been a proposal mm, for a 12-team... Uh, Two-tier system where the first tier is, is made up of seven teams, second tier of five. Um, it would be a ranking system. So basically what we've been talking about, the relegation delegation, where the winner of the second division will play off against the loser of the first division in order to decide who relegates and who delegates. There's been a few different suggestions on this. I went on Reddit and there was a specific one by user Gallifrey. Two, three, four, or some. Oh, it's Gallifrey. Like Gallifrey, yeah. Gallifrey. And uh, what, I started what, what, Let's get his numbers right. If we're... I don't know, man. Oh, give we're not going to shout gonna, out. If we're going to give him a proper shout. Oh, wow. Two, See? three, four. Shout outs are hard, aren't they, Alex? It's, yeah, huh? but they're numbers. It's different because I still oh, said his name. Oh, uh, just. So this bloke said this would be the equivalent <laughs> of you. Sorry, I'm not going to cop that. I will say that. Maybe I should have got his number, but. Uh, that guy is Gallifrey 338. I was pretty close. Gallifrey 338. Great job, mate. Oh, another, oh, he's three, getting more, more than just a shout. 338, another fan of taking a name and then putting three numbers after it. Yeah. Uh, a man of my own heart, Goldie 224. Uh, I got two numbers because it was just... Is he Wait, ranked know. higher than you, or is it like closer to number uh, one? It's definitely close. It's like the Simpsons, you know, like the, the Stonecutters. I am number 224. When he's good enough... And he's getting more than a shout-out. He's getting a thorough discussion he's and deconstruction. This is a deconstruction of his work. So anyway, he brought up a system that... He, he didn't like the two-tier system, which initially I disagreed with. I thought the two-tier system was great. I've been a real advocate for it. I think it's good. It's like the, the English Premier League. It, it goes so well. It gives context, which is basically the, the biggest thing that Test cricket needs, context. And I think that the... I thought that the two-tier system was the best way to go. Now, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to sway anyone. I'm not here. I'm just saying this is how I've felt and how my thought process has changed. So I decided to start off with uh, looking up the current ICC Test Cricket Rankings system. Now, being, now to be honest, I, before today, I really had no idea what it, how it worked. So I looked it up and I got this off the ICC website. After every test series, the two teams receive a certain number of points based on a mathematical formula. Each team's new points total is then divided by its new match slash series total to give an updated rating. So basically, it's games played, point system allocated, which is done by a mathematical formula. Don't worry, I'll get to that. And then it's divided, games played by how many points they've received, and that's their rating. And then the rating is how they adjudicate the standings, right? Okay, so I I went through that and I went okay. Well, that basic outline makes sense to me, but I'm a bit questionable of this mathematical formula. So I had to look for that too. 
Yeah, I'm not good at maths, but it sounded confusing. Well, that part was more the English that was confusing. But basically, two teams, the points are allocated by maths and then divided the points by how many games they played. They, All get, right. they get a rating and that's okay. how they're ranked. Yeah. So the mathematical formula, this is when it's just ridiculous. Okay. And I, I sat there and just being like, what the fuck? Okay, so each team gets one point for a test win, 0.5 points for a draw, and an extra point for a series win. Thus, if Australia win a five-test Ashes series 2-1, they will get four points, while England will get two. What? So, you get on top of the win, you get an extra point. Anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That kind of, I can follow that. The method for calculating the ratings points in a series depends on the relative strengths of the two teams playing that series. This is when it gets just... Okay, so then it goes so, into But that makes sense. Weight. You know, you're versing a better you should be, person, yeah. you get more points. You get more points makes if sense. you beat England than you do check if you beat out. Zimbabwe. But, but check it out. <laughs> if the difference in rating points between the two teams at the start of the series is less than 40, uh-huh. then each team gets... This team's series points, so four for Australia in the okay. above example, yeah, yeah. multiplied by 50 points more than the opposition's rating points. Uh, 50 points is just grabbed in the air. Arbitrary, arbitrary number. number. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. More than the opposition's rating points plus the opposition's series points. Two in the example. Multiplied by 50 points again. Why do they get 50? They lost. <laughs> less than like, the op- oh no, you deserve for more. Less to. than the opposition's rating points. What? And if the difference in rating points between the two teams at the start of the series is 40 or more, then the stronger team gets the team's series points multiplied by 10 points more than the team's own rating. Plus, the opposition's series points multiplied by 90 points less than the team's owner rating. Who thought that? Own rating. And that's when it's not. But that's the, and that's the problem. There's too much arbitrary there. Now, in the other examples that we're getting today, and obviously it's, it's hard to, really nail things down. So there are a few mm. arbitrary things. But the whole point is, do things make sense? Mm. So out of the one we've got at the moment, the things that make sense is, if you're versing a team that's better, st- like statistically and historically, then your win is weighted heavier, which of I think course. everyone can agree with. That makes that complete makes sense. sense. So there's a lot of sense in that, and we can use that in the new one. But I think the the calculations are quite, you know convoluted and just too well, confused it's, where's the, the 50 the, the points point is, the point is and it was made uh, by the reddit user he said that the point is that for the rules need to be able to be followed by the people watching it's all well and good for these people to have these you know wacko um, oh numbers but if you yeah, if, you're and, not, and yeah, if you don't equations and all these calculations to get to it but if if you can't explain to anyone and no one understands it what good is it you know you, oh. you're going to sit there and really understand the stakes of the situation but no other person is so huh. i think that's a that's a really important point to make that people need to be able to understand this and i think yeah probably if i sat down and read that 20 times i probably could get it but that's ridiculous no one has the time for well that. i guess we just want to know where those numbers come from <coughs> right what gallifrey said to that is not many fans are able to willing to follow this mess for every loophole in the two-tier system the ends will hopefully justify the means hmm. actually i think i wrote Anyways, so oh. now we come into the suggested... Are you Gallifrey? No, I'm not. Twist. I just want to make sure I credit him for every bit of work he's done in this, but there are some bits that I kind of put my own thoughts in. Okay. Okay. So, and the whole point why I've done this is I, I wanted to try and come up with something he's done, but then I saw this post and I thought, holy shit, he's just going to take a lot more work. Like, I've read through all the things oh, that he's done. Oh, man. It'd taken him months. It was a lot of So I was, was like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to do that in four hours. And I also read it and he's, he's onto something. He... Changed my opinion, but again, that's just me, not trying to sell other people. Hmm. So, the two-tier system, let's see what they're offering. The ICC plans to split 
Test cricket into two divisions, possibly with a championship match every two years, and certainly with promotion and relegation. Okay, so this is a quote from The Guardian. They say it will see 12 teams in a 7-5 split, I've said, with the top team, blah, 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 blah. Over the two-year cycle, each side will play the others in their division, home or away, in series lasting a minimum of three tests each. The winner of the second division will either be automatically promoted or go into a playoff against the bottom-ranked team from the top division. Likewise, the bottom team in Division 2 would have to play against the top team in the next level down, so that the idea is to have all these different it's leagues. Rotating, yeah. yeah, and that's cool. I like that. Hmm. So it's not really a two-tier system. It could be three or could be four, blah, blah, blah. So it's the, that's a real something to note, the potential to bring in other countries, oh, not okay, just yeah. these 12 you can have. You can have other people coming through. But they won't be versing these, and they don't yeah. really have the potential to verse that unless they win the comp. So that's a difference to note. In the top division, that would mean each team had 18 mandatory tests every two years, which is nine a year, which is not is probably less than what they do One, now. One, two, three, four, five. Um, leaving room for additional bilateral series. So the Ashes could still take place even if the two teams are in different divisions. And I completely disagree with that guy's point where he says all of the, um, you know, like the Gavassal border... Ashes, things like that. I mean, every time India and Australia versus each other, it's the it's border Gavaskar. Every time yeah. Australia and England versus each other, it's, it's the, for uh, the Ashes. ashes. It, it, it's just this has even greater context now. Yeah. The point, that was the Guardian thing, that the Ashes aren't going to lose their... He, he said, oh, he was trying to make exceptions, but in my head, any reasonable person would just be like, yeah, that, every time Australia and England play each other, it's going to be for the Ashes. So we don't you don't have to worry about them. do we? Like, it's no, always it's if always, they come over here for I mean, a couple of tests. It's not the Ashes. Yeah, it's always the Ashes. So yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, anyway... So what Gallifrey said as well, <clears throat> he didn't necessarily talk shit about the two te- You're not talking about cricket. You're making a shit joke, so I'm going to keep talking. Gallifrey 338, he's not talking shit on the two-tier system. He just said what yeah, he said was, I believe it's done in good faith and with good intentions, but it is inherently flawed and there is a better way to do it. It will widen the skill gap. There's also a, a, a point to be made that his will do that too. My, input, my, well, my input into this whole argument would be that his suggestion in the league, which I'll get to next, is going to be quicker about lessening the the skill gap. Hmm. Because unlike what we said with the two-tier, you have to win that previous competition to actually advance and verse other teams. In this one, it's one league, and you earn it every year, and you're sort of earning your fixtures. The same way that they really do in the FFA Cup or something like that. You have a seed and you have things like that. So anyway, we'll get to, I'm getting more ahead, but my point was that there are still... His isn't like a 100% going to work kind of thing. It's still going to have flaws too, and he admits that. To me, it's solving the problems that we have now in the same way that the two-tier system would, but quicker. Well, and yeah. to more people yeah, at needs- a time. Because you're only going to have Bangladesh... Like, if, say, if Bangladesh win... Tier two, they're the only ones that are going to have a chance to verse the top tier opponents. Hmm. You know, the other guys are just going to verse each other next year again. You know, and that's whereas with this one, and that's why I, let's get into it. So the Gallifrey League system, the majority agree that the major issue for the Test cricket is context. The issues for the two tier system is that although technically each of the second division teams can win, reality dictates there will be favourites and there will be teams that struggle more. Thus giving the context to a select few teams, leaving the game in the current predicament it's in now. Hmm. So it'll be the same, but you know, if they win then it then you then can grow and jump you, in. Yeah. You are still giving them context, but, but say, very slowly. In that division well, say you're at Afghanistan and you've lost the first two games against Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, and you know that you've realistically points wise there's no way for you to I mean you see them World Cups, you see them everything. Hmm. You know sort of 
that who's you're not going to make. Who's going to make it after a couple of games? Hmm. You want to eradicate that. You want every game to have context. Every game you can earn points to make the future better for you. Yeah. So even if that you're earning points, you can try and gain a ranking. So proposal one is that one league all. Uh, so yeah, this is his proposal. The Gallifrey three three eight, whatever the fucking number is. So his proposal is that one league with is that we have one league, all teams, and all teams are given first class status. Matchups based on a balance of every single team playing a fair and even number of teams below and above them within a cycle. So say he's got uh, nineteen teams. Mm. If I'm ranked thirteen, I verse yes, I verse eleven, 12, twelve, and fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, that was I, I thought that was a yeah. <coughs> Michael brought it up on the screen. God, he's good. That's exactly right. It's a it's a handy so you handy can see little. It. Took him a week of finding it to get this. Yeah, I bet. Or oh, fiddling, sorry. Listeners would like to look at the image. Well, themselves. we'll link it. Oh, that's yeah, of course we will. God. Yeah. So what yeah, are we going to so do, lucky. Michael? We're going to yeah, we'll, we'll link this across onto the onto the page. Yeah, yeah that's a good obviously. idea. Obviously, and that's why. Yeah, I, we didn't actually ask permission to to actually talk about this, but fuck, we don't make money off it. But hey, imagine man. if we had we could talk to this guy about it because I think it's a genius idea. Anyway, we're getting distracted. Uh, each team has to play the team placed one above them and below, both home and away. So there's two test series there, so that's what six tests. Each uh, two. Each team has to play the team place two spots below them away, and subsequently the team two spots above them at home. Right. So yeah, as as described in the in the thing in the graph, I believe they're called visual aids. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Can tell I didn't do very well at high school. This is the part that is pretty arbitrary at this stage and can obviously be changed um decided next to the group team to group the teams on ranking and give them more matches depending on their positions so you'd have group one which would be one to seven five home series five away series group two ranks eight to twelve four home series four away series group three so basically when you look at that version it isn't too different to the two-tier system it's more about uh the the point system and the points allocation, and then the restructuring for the next season. Yeah, it's I think not just one to... team can move; hmm. it's every team has the ability to move up and down, and it matters where you finish. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what you're after because if you have a two tier system, as you say, if you come first in tier two, that's great; you're going to go up. Yeah, but if you finish second through to you know, fifth, fifth, yeah, exactly, and, what, if, and know, eventually means, we want more than twelve as well. Like I think. Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, well, you know, there's only 12. Yeah, well, we want eventually like 30 or 40. Yeah. Like, you want, there's a lot of countries that play cricket. Yeah. So we want all of them. Like, I think it's stupid that that they can't play the four-day game. What the hell is that? Like, well, what, maybe kind of, what kind of sport says, no, but you can't play this level? Well, that's maybe, and I know You we, can't play this game. Yeah. Like, it's not even like you can't verse us. It's like, no, you can't play the five-day game. Fuck that. I get you. So you're probably going to go through it in, in, a, in a while. I know you got a lot there, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... There's obviously some some fundamental problems with with any type of tier system in that this can take many years to mm. get to get like a, a a winner as such you know like if you're going to have over or do you make it like every year two and a half years two and a half so years. that's what he said the, the time thing, frame is two and a half well years. that that's good the only other thing I could think of would be and the argument to you know like oh well that might take four years well so does the Olympics. But we keep yeah, we, kicking we on have for it the Olympics. Every four it only happens. But, but he does make a good, good point, and he, and he addresses that. He, he said he thought about making it like that. He also thought about making it three years, but it's probably too long to hold people's attention. Now, remember, the Olympics mm. is every four years. It doesn't go for four years. 
Remember, like that's a competition mm. to care about for four years. Yeah, but every four years deal. you could have the top two teams play off. And that's for like the you know then you can well that's that that's another that's another thing as well. There's the championship game, and I'll get to that. But I think we're gonna get this guy on the show. How would uh, cricket fans do you think would deal with long drawn out, way longer than other sports <laughs> uh, styles of they gameplay? They hate it. I, I <laughs> They'd think, be like, Boo. I think even cricket fans have a limitation. Yeah, I think four years is a long that time to be like, oh, I remember in 2011 when <laughs> did you know like that's huge, man. That's huge. So I think two and a half years is the limit. I think he's got it right there. Mm. It's. Well, that's my question. How do you jam them all together? And is it possible? The only other thing I would say is... See, the two and a half years might be too long. Yeah, maybe, and here's just a thought. If there is, say, 18 teams or so that could you know, be in this, maybe the bottom divisions, or the, the, the bottom half of the... Of the you know, the league or whatever it is, plays four-day matches instead. They do. That's, oh, do yeah, they? Is that what he's not playing? Yeah, hang on. I haven't got to that either. Oh, beautiful. So they don't well, get given a test ranking. They're, they're, he has this old section. I didn't really even care this much because to me, I don't give a fuck if you call it a test status nation. and all that. I don't I don't get off on that shit. But he, he even addressed that and he said... Because people do. That you don't get... Yeah, obviously. Because you, you, you don't get given automatic test status. They're Fair. considered first-class teams. So the te- okay, and, and the teams good. that are tests once you earn test status you can't have it taken off you. Okay. So then he's then proposed that if you finish consistently at the end of the two and a half years and you finish above two other test playing nations you earn test playing status. And he said, oh. but that's also difficult because the situation with Zimbabwe, you know, mm. that might become a situation where it's not too hard to beat Zimbabwe. So he does consider that too. You'd have to work around that, but yeah, he's also considered the, the test playing status and, and trying to keep um, some of the because uh, you're going to have veneer people want veneer they want you know like where's the prestige and but, I, the, not, but to me but who cares about changing like, like yeah, when you yeah. actually look at it like if you can get that visual aid back up for us Mike um, great use that, of the visual aid yeah the look like who would and he's done examples he's done mock things just get it up to you here and it um, uh, nice and it <laughs> cheers and it shows Sugar like okay so if Australia were going to do it in two and a half years they'd play a home and, a, home and away series against India Pakistan England and New Zealand. Oh, so well, that's not, already what they're doing. Yeah, ex- that's what I mean. And we if you looked India, at Pakistan, England, exactly. New Zealand, it's not the last like you're going years. to have. That's the whole point, though. You're not going to have. Oh, I haven't even got to the, the major points bit yet. You got to let me get to this bit because oh is yeah, I, I am rushing. So ahead. this is what really ma- defines this apart, sets it apart from the two tier system. It's the points. So obviously, it can't be like football because you know it's it's pretty easy for a it not easy, but like we just mentioned, cricket's a five-day sport, you, you and we've said before, you don't fluke test wins. So things have to be weighted differently each team uh, because, yeah, it means different things when you beat a different team. Anyway, each team given a ranking, and that is like they're weighting. So as opposed to seeds where it's just like, well, there's 30 people and I'm we f- think 15 that, yeah, whatever, their number 15. that they've got there is more of a weighting. So it's arbitrarily between 20 or whatever at the moment, but you'll see that there are some that have the same Wait, you'll see there are some. You're absolutely right. Between England and yeah, New Zealand, there they are have bigger 17. drops. There are there are bigger things. So that's it's more of a weight. Hmm. So then the point is that when you verse those teams, and, and he said it just made it up arbitrarily from the rankings, but over time it would be extrapolated, extrapolated from the previous season's points. Hmm. So then, yeah, then after a season, you go, well, how many points did this guy do? How you re-rank them again? You reshuffle it and you re-weight them, and that's how it's done. And then from that. Um, so in addition to the core points, which would be uh, five points for a series win away, four points for a series win at home, three points for a series draw away, 
two points for a series draw at home, one point for a series loss. So it's a five-point allocation thing. Those points would then be multiplied by the weight of the opposite team. So if Pakistan are weighted 18, which I think in that one they, they are. are. Yes, you're right. And England beating them at home would be worth 72 points because they beat them at home, which is for how much time that by what, the weighting. What their team's worth. So then it, it's seven. not some fucking grab 50 out of here and we'll add that on and then we'll times this and then... Mm. It's That's using arbitrary. It's, it's using the weightings that come from the previous results to then multiply against how difficult it was for you to win. Did you play at home? Did you play away in their conditions? Because mm. so, they must they must use... A, 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 they don't, but it's a similar thing in the... Um, in the Champions Cup, in the in the football, mm. because if you win, your goals that you score uh, whilst away are weighted more than when they come back to play the the, the game back at home. Yes. So yeah, yeah you and can that, win. Yeah, you can. And in win that it, regard, yeah. that's for the core points. But as well with the weighting, I just remembered as well. It's like um, in the UFC. We all watch the UFC on mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, the the way they judge those rounds, it's it's about perception of the judges. Mm. So if I beat you and sort of, you know, you get yours, you get a few shots in whatever, it'll be a 10-9 round, but I still beat you in that round. Mm. If I properly demolish you, they'd give it a 10-8 round. There's no, like, oh, 20 strikes to the head equals a point. It's yeah. perception. It's how much so, yeah, we think out of 10, you got me yeah. more than So I that'll be, but again, that'll be the part that will come under most scrutiny moving, moving into the future. It'll be, you know, controversies over weights and things like that. Well, like Tom Petty said... The waiting is the hardest part. Oh, that's right. Fucking I'm hell. sure that he was. I understand this. I'm, this is more of a serious episode. So Bilkins is like, dude, chuck some fucking jokes in, man. <laughs> Gotta get TP in there. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm just everyone legit. loves I'm, a good I'm, Tom Petty joke. I'm, I'm just seeing my opening. I had to look up that that was a Tom Petty joke. So, <laughs> oh, I wish one of us should have said that was heartbreaking. <laughs> and that's right. Okay, back to serious discussion. Yeah, about yeah. cricket. We're gonna go back to the talking. All right. So that's basically the point system, and that's how it's different. And I think it's it's really it, it works. That, like he says, there's it's not perfect. It's still flawed, but there's you, there's a you reason for things. Yeah, it's and you not can't like, do something. You can't not do something just because you'll find the flaw. You'll find the flaw in anything. You gotta fix the flaw. But the the thing is, there are like we said at the start, there are good things in the in the rankings today. Mm-hmm. Like the weighting should be heavier. He's yeah. still got that in there. He's not changing the game of. We're yeah. not going to change the game. It's not like Australia is suddenly going to be ser- playing test, test matches against UAE. Well, ex- exactly. If we end up versing a test series against UAE, they're Go going to be pretty that good. That because the UAE yeah. are amazing. Exactly. And we and, would watch that and, and be like, hell yeah. And it's not like a, a, a series between Australia and India aren't going to be uh, still a series between Australia and India. Because it's, gonna be it's like, worth oh, points now per pair of us. Now with rankings, this is all shit. It'll still be the exact same, but then there'll possibly be even further context added. Mm. Um so yeah, I, I think for me, I really enjoyed the point system. Was when it really clicked in my head. Like, oh, mm. shit, this is actually it's it's got everything that I wanted in the two tier system, but better in my opinion. Well, he's, he's yeah, as you said, he spent a lot of time doing this. Yeah. So, so he also suggested, and this to me, you can sort of take and leave. He suggested a final between the top two sides at the end, with winner takes all stakes. It's played at the number one ranked team's home, and whoever wins gets the championship and the number one ranking for next year but their points for the next season don't change. So say the number two team wins the final, the team next year ranked number two will actually have a higher weight because last year they had the most points. They qualified one. So that that could be interesting too. Hmm. So there's that. I've come up with my own little sort of SWOT analysis. 
of it. So I've sort of explained most of it throughout. The sort of strengths I feel for this, and I sort of said that it solves the number one issue for why we are here, and that to me is context. Every match for every team will mean something. And I mean, for, for some traditionalists, they might be disappointed by that. Like, oh, it's not enough to play for your country. It's like, well, not if there's no one in the crowd, man. And, you know, it's it's difficult. Yeah. The sport is losing its profile, and it's and it's almost because... Well, it's because we all, we all watch the same games happen every other year, you know. Like we, we we've been, and I know that that's something, but it's. I think we need to inject new blood. You know, the game needs new blood. It's whether it's happening in ten, fifteen years, but it took Bangladesh a few years to get to the point that where they are now, and it'll take these teams as well. But we've yeah. got to give them an opportunity, and doing the system we've got at the moment isn't enough. It's not enough to get the people like Afghanistan. I just there into isn't a position. enough. There isn't enough to drag them away from oh, yeah. other sports. There isn't mm. enough to go on. I mean, I don't want to speak for for people from other countries who are of the lesser ranks, but I know Australia weren't doing so well lately. And to, I guess, as an Australian who's been we, we've been usually ranked highly. If we were to be ranked at five, and our our fixtures were, we had to verse a couple of, you know ranks number 10 and stuff, those series would be really interesting. Like, I can say mm. that completely objectively. And I if, Australia, interested by that. if Australia was to be beaten in one of those games, well, then they would be asking some seriously hard questions. Well, that's that's what I mean. It gives it just gives more of a reason for mm. everybody. But I, I I do understand the tradition is like, well, why do you need a more re- like more of a reason to play for your country? And I, was, I get that. I get that. But we're talking about people now who aren't cricket diehards. This is a sport. And I hate when people say, this is entertainment. No, this is a sport. It needs to be competitive. Mm. And, yeah, there are times across eight hours and five days that it loses a bit of competitiveness and a bit of pep. So you need to have that extra thing to remind you, like, this is really worth it. This is... This is... It's why we're here. Yeah, it's for my job. It's for, And as a cricket yeah. professional now, it's, it's... Well, it's been begging for something along these lines for a little while now, as you say. Probably longer than than well, we're even giving it credit for. Yeah. Um, and I think, and that's the and that's the point as well that the traditions say is let, I think we're overthinking it. If it ain't over, broke, and yeah, and I think I want to I, I want to be on that side because I mean, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with Test cricket, but I also yeah, well, you were not playing for Bangladesh or you know play for Zimbabwe or yeah. and even then that's not a, a, a good example. But, but for me, I, I I think Kenya. There's a lot of talk about. Money and and well, that's where I was going. You know, money for tours and things like that. And it's how much is it worth it? You know, is it worth it economically? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, well, you're meant to want to play sport and you're meant to want to compete. If you've not even, if that doesn't even cross your mind, there's something wrong. I think you'll find that most of this will be shut down purely because. Like I'm not like, getting my hopes up. With no, no, no. I know, but it's it's a fascinating read, and I, I really do enjoy it, and I like the concepts. But when it boils down to it, like I just uh, England and Australia and and India, and India are not going to want to take away their. Th- they, it's almost as if the big three tolerate the rest. You know, like we tolerate that we have to. Play I would say to them, New Zealand. Um, you know? Without them, you you don't have. You know, I, I don't think people would rock up continually to watch Australia versus England over and over and over again. 
No, and I, I think even when we got a bit, oh, not a bit bored, but when we played them, there's Ashes back-to-back because the Olympics, and it was like, holy shit, we play in England again? Yeah. And, like, I know that, what you know, obviously we still loved it, but if you continued to do that, you would find loss of interest. But if Australia was playing, say, I don't know, one of those younger teams... Well, well yeah, without, without the game, there's no money to be made. Hmm. And it is. It's, it's people, people are sick of it all being about money. And I mean, yeah. that's, that sounds naive, whatever. It's, to me, it's not. It's, you're there. The money isn't there without the sport. Yeah. You know, yeah. sport can be around without money. Money can't be there without sport. Yeah. So, so we're back. All right. You, you've given it so a the hard we- Obviously, the so, weaknesses were, and I'll just quickly get through this, yeah. the logistics of it, but he said at the start, you know, and obviously it's the second biggest issue in either system, is mm. the logistics, number one being the money and getting what you just said. That, you, stole my, you stole my line. Oh, I'm so sorry. But no, you're right. No, you are right though, because number one is money. <laughs> asking, asking the, the big three to logistics. not kick their toys out of the cot. Yeah, but they're our toys. That's the biggest thing. Uh, but for me, in my opinion, and this guy has, has basically changed my opinion because he still sticks with the ends justifying the means. The point yeah. is, it's it's about creating a, a greater context for every test series. You know, right now I'm not. As an Australian fan, I love cricket. I'm not really tuning into other teams playing. Yeah. But when I think of other sports and when when there is a there yeah, competition, well, that, the Euro I watch on. I'm watching. Of, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch Spain Super versus rugby. I mean, some, you know, I watch rugby not? on the weekend, and Australian teams all got smashed. All got smashed by New Zealand teams, and I still watched it. And I watched. And I'd I rather, cried. But... I, I'd rather watch the New Zealand teams versus each other. Because they're good, good and that's what I mean. You get, you're going, to, you are eventually going to boost the skills of these players. They're going to play more. They're going to have opportunity to verse the better teams, all of them, not just the winners of the division. Yeah. So there's my report. Oh, mate, great report. Next bit, report. Yeah. Because I heard that one of the guys that um, friggin' criticised this bloke was saying, he said definitively, "I know it's impossible. It's impossible that we're gonna we could have a Test cricket World Cup." You know my fucking opinion on that. I do. Now, if this league comes into play, yeah, probably not. But I, I don't know why you can't have a fucking Test Cricket World Cup. The, ultimately, in a, in a World Cup, teams don't play any more than five games. What's the difference between, I don't know, five Test Series? Well, yeah. that you would have to Divisions schedule four, them. They verse well, each other once, and if you make the finals, there's the semi-final and the final. So at most, you're playing five. Most teams will only play three games. If you were to do it one, yeah, one game each... Instead of two. In a round rock. Well, I mean, yeah, but they don't do, do that, that in anyway. rugby union. Yeah, no, They only right. verse each other once. Okay. All right. I don't know why it wouldn't work. It'd I be think the it's time t- in between. It'd be the time between. You, it would be... five... Like, they're all playing around... Like, say, if it was hosted in Australia. You'd have to put it in somewhere. I was going to say, you'd have to have it, like, in England or in Australia or somewhere that had an, at least seven world-class sporting... Uh, cricket fields. Could be a motivation to build more and have more clubs yeah. and have more... yeah. But but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. There'd be there'd be again logistics. But like you said at the start, it's not about arguing the pros and cons. It's about arguing which would be the best format. Because mm. the pros and cons, obviously, you're gonna I mean, find. What's them. the point of us debating that? Because mm. it's really never going to come down yeah. to what we think. But the format would, you know, I, I again I, I went into this. Are the first things that I read in this, I was like, blah, blah. and then <laughs> I fucking read it. No, seriously, I was though. I was like, fuck the two tier system, sick. Shut up, dude. And then I read it, and I was like. And he's right. Like it, he's trying to do the exact same thing that test, 
two-test system does, which is, you know, get these teams to play each other, play more cricket, earn the spot to vet, to play against the better teams. Because, like, yeah. they, that's the criticism is. it's These series now are picked arbitrarily. They're basically glorified friendlies. And that's the best way to yeah, put them. Wow, that's definitely... They, like, we just tell ourselves they're important. Like, because it's the, the Gavisco Border Trophy. It's like, I don't really give a fuck about that. And you can still play for that in this system. Hmm. You know, but you're actually giving a reason for every series. Yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm with you. No, it's good. It's good. I'm <laughs> glad we got, we got a big topic out here. It's been a little while since we've stopped. Well, just... I, I felt bad. I felt bad I hadn't done it. I was, I was <laughs> going to do it. I said I was going to do it. We get so much fan mail. Just been like, I know. oh, when's Jones going to bang on about the shit for a while? We well, miss that. I know. Susan from fucking Lakenbar. Lakemba, Lakemba, I can't even say it. Lakemba, Lakemba. That says that he read Lakem, Lakem. I love him. Oh look, we'll see how it happens there. Mm. But you do have a certain level of, um, you know, here at Sporting Woods, we have a chance to uh, a past where um, look, Michael's looking at me like, where is this going, Luke? We have a past of predicting these types of things from occurring. I mean. You know, so who knows? Things that piss me off quite often piss off other people. Well, right? you're funny you should mention that because I see that Punter came out and had a whack on about the bats and they were we, being we a little bit too to big. Wait. We may have to wait till next episode because what is the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's good rant. It's a good rant. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, so we got, yeah, so the tier, the tier system all wrapped up. It's, it's a nice, nice report. Well done, Alex. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm very impressed. Well, well with done that. To, to, well done with Gallifrey. Calamity Jane 649. <laughs> That's his name, wasn't it? Jimmy McNamee no, Face. No, we don't. 237. 338. I can't give him shit because I basically stole his thing. Gallifrey 338. Great job, and he mate. did Seriously. a sick job. Honestly, Alex underscore Jones 6. Lukey Gold. No, what is uh, it? Goldie, Goldie 264. See, I can't remember <laughs> his either. Shocking. I'm not just trying to give you shit. I know. Yeah. So, hook us up. Yeah, We'd no, love you to come stuff. on the show. We'll get and, you on. And you can explain it because you do it 20 times better than me. Yeah, really good stuff. We so, can, we can do Skype. We can Skype him. We can yeah, Skype exactly. Him. Get in touch yeah, with the no. show, man. That brings us to, uh, well, which is quickly becoming the nation's favorite segment on a podcast. I've heard. Uh, yeah, like numerous reports of mm. uh, talking. Uh, not about podcasts or, or sporting words for that matter, but I've heard people talking. The quick six. It's the quick six. It's that time of, of the podcast. We're here. Yes, that's right. So, uh, we're going to. I'm excited, man. What's the topic this week? So Luke? this this topic is um is is uh it's good. It's a big it's one. A good, it's hard it's to a explain, good one. but it's is, a good one. Is, is it a quick one? <laughs> it is quick. We will try very hard this week. I know last week it banged on a bit, and I can tell that you're a bit Each frustrated. Each person had like a paragraph. Like, <laughs> quick sixes. Section one, we're going to be talking about his batting style, and section two, we're going to be yeah, the size of his balls. Look, there's never know. a time that where you can it. where you can mute your passion for cricket. It's true. It's, it's true. You can't but mute we're gonna we're gonna have a crack at a it wood today. sported. It's true, it's true. You can't hit it with a spoon, I'll tell you that much. No. Cold spoon will not do it justice. It's just going to bend it. Ooh, <laughs> that's how just, hard just my wood is. And we'll just find out how long it is when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to be tracking on the difficult batsman to get out. Wow, awful. Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but we're, we're, this week... Sporting Woods Quick Six. Yeah. The most... Hang <laughs> <laughs> hey, on, hey. Sporting Woods Quick Six. The hardest batsman to get out. Yeah, good. That was good. So we'll take that. Uh, so, yeah, so some of the hardest hitting You'll batsmen. You'll know what we mean. The hardest batsmen in the world that have, of cricket. So people that have... To get have, out. To get out. So 
Bats <laughs> not like hard as in like they're fucking bikies or something. It's like, yeah, this guy's really. He was a bra boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, maybe we, oh, should. Maybe we should do that. Maybe. A few larrikins. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, yeah, so this one is. Write that one yeah, down. Get it down on the that list. Sounds like a good way to get lynched by <laughs> <laughs> a mob knocking at your door like. How come you put me in number four at hardest cricketers? It's like, oh man, I didn't realize. Do you convincing on how hard I am? Matthews, Matthews, Matthews have a chat about that. He's probably not on this one. So, so, these are guys that have been very difficult to get out uh, during their careers. And that... Um, really got to earn their wicket. Yeah, and that is something that I, I think is underrated in the game of cricket. To yeah. an extent these days, people don't really take it for what it is, which is the ability to come in at three for 50, nut out and get it and, you know, and, and get a job done may only get 70 for 200, but get you to the end of the day. Yeah. Those types of players are so so important in this wonderful game of ours. You know, we want to we want to give them a bit of a spotlight. It's, it's it shows this is honestly in this category 95% mental toughness. That's Absolutely. what we're looking at right now yeah. as opposed to yeah. most other sports where it's usually the the physical. This is especially this segment is really the 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 mentally tough of, yes. the, of the history of the game. And of course, you know, this is just our opinion. Um, there'd be many others out there that would uh, differ, f- or yeah, yeah, would or, or would would qualify. Yeah, in Absolutely. someone else's opinion. Absolutely. Uh, but this is just our list. So here we go: the quick six hardest people to get out. Number six, Gary Sobers. Oh, good now, choice. I've I've been a, I've, I was always a big fan of Gary Sobers. Honestly, and obviously, I didn't get to watch him play because I'm. But I have Young fella. watched a lot of his highlights and heard a lot about him because he, he did come over and play uh, in the Australian domestic league for South Australia for a while. Yeah. Um, so Ian Chappell has a lot of cool stories about Mr. About Sobers. Gary Sobers. Um, one of my favourite Gary Sobers stories. Doesn't really regale. Well, let's, let me discuss, uh, explain why he's in this position firstly. Statistically, he made over 30 in his innings, or in total of his innings, over 50% of the time, which puts him up there in the upper echelon. There has been a couple of studies done in this category, and statistically, he's there. I wanted to put him in because he's one of my favourite cricketers, and this is one of my favourite stories of his. Hmm. He was versing... Um, he'd never versed Dennis Lilly before. It was West Indies versus... might even been Western Australia versus South Australia, actually. I don't know. But he was versing Dennis Lilly for the first time, and he'd heard a lot about Dennis Lilly, and Dennis Lilly was the fastest bowler around at that time, Australian bowler. And before Tomo, so this is yeah. young, Lily. young, Lily. yeah, yeah. And I think it was before he'd done his back too, so he really could bowl quick. Um, but he had different run-ups. Like Lily would sometimes bowl, run up, bowl a short run-up, and then sometimes he'd you know come off the palings. So yeah, I think um, Sobers wasn't too. He said he wasn't too worried about Lily, you know, blah, blah blah. And I think Lily hadn't been going. This is this this is a story told secondhand from Ian Chapel. Um, I didn't meet Ian Chapel off a DVD. <laughs> so, I just realised that yeah, I hang out with Ian Chappell. No, I, I don't. I've watched a lot you're, of I've watched a lot of cricket DVDs. You're a yeah, so I'd love to be. Anyway, um, mm. so it been bo- run, uh, bowling off the short run up, bowling off short run up. But then Gary Sobers came in, and yeah, as God. he was walking out, and Gary Sobers, he was like, "What's he doing all the way back there?" And Lily was pretty much running in from the fence, and he had such a beautiful like. You know, a lot of people could run in from the fence; wouldn't make a lick of difference for their pace but he has such a one of the real great things about Lily is his run up it was perfect so he's going in and uh, Sobers is like oh, alright whatever this dickhead and he's on a faced up first ball and Lily gets him giddy up and he's just like fucking balls you <laughs> some, some wall kind of thing yeah 
And I think Lily might have given him a bit of spray. Or, oh, no, he got him out bowling a bouncer past his nose and he's gloved it. Oh. That's what it was. So there was a bit of like, oh, yeah, fucking. Yeah, sweet tune music. Yeah, straight at his head. How's your father? And um, one of the best things was, you know, Lily was pretty chuffed about himself. And Sobers just came out and said, because he, he was mates with him, and he walked in and he said, hey, just remember, I can bowl on two. Because he was an all-rounder. <laughs> so when, That's so good. Just so like, when Lily came out. Asshole. Yeah, so when Lily came out, he was bowling bounces at Lily, and it was getting a bit... Whatever. But it really, the telling blow was struck in the next innings when Sobers came out mm. and he made 200 odd. And the reason why I placed him in this is because it wasn't just the fact that he did that after the duck and all that, but he had a lot of personal issues going on at that time as well, marriage or whatever. And this is what it said. To be able to put that aside, even after you, even in the same game, you've been yeah. beaten and you've been. Not humiliated, I mean, that's done, fantastic. Done, done, yeah, done by a guy that you were like, I'm going to dominate. Yeah. To then be able to come back and, and make a double job. ton and, yeah. and really put a mark on the test shows some serious mental mental strength and ticker. So I like the bloke in it. And he was he was willing, you know, not many people are willing to say stuff and, and then have the ability to back it up. A lot of people are willing to say stuff. A lot of people can back up stuff. Not many people put it together. So yeah. I like that. Good choice, mate. Good Thanks. choice. <laughs> Glad, glad he made the top six. Okay, so nice. the quick six, we got number number five. Number five. It's a, it's the uh, the commentary team's uh, favorite, Bill Laurie. Bill, Bill uh, Laurie, Bill Laurie, Scotty, he's gone. Yeah, we could be here all night <laughs> with those jokes, so I, I won't do. So yeah, uh, Bill, Laurie. Bill Laurie, very yeah. obviously a very very. He good, was, he, you know, a uh, long, batsman, and he he really did typify the the opening batsman. Yeah, made and the that, opening that role. Especially in that era, oh. it was all about taking the shine off the ball, making it easier for your fellow batsmen, and there wasn't too much pressure to score quickly, which very, Bill, which very Bill took advantage of. But there's a couple of instances as well that sort of say the opposite about Bill. He did have the ability to play some good strokes, but he's he felt his duty was to take the shine off the new ball. Yeah, And yeah, I wanted to make sure that the, these era uh, cricketers were put in this list because, as you said at the start, it's one of the major skills that is being lost in today's day and age. And although it's, there are reasons why. I mean, we're getting, you know, we need more entertainment. Yeah, well, we need, and it's, you know, people aren't as willing to sit there and go through that. Um, but you know, to me, it's the same way as people booing when it goes on the ground. It's it's about understanding. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so these guys did their job, and it was always needed. You know. That's the well, it was part of it was, I guess, as being an opening batsman in those days, it wasn't necessarily your job to get out there and play the David Warner process. Well, that's it. it. If you get if, if you got out ball. as an opener playing a silly shot, having a, a big old flash outside off stump, you would really be chastised. Hmm. Really be because that wasn't the job. Drop. Was it Chapelli that said that wouldn't wouldn't look to play a shot until he'd faced sixty balls? No, nah, it was uh, that was Brian Lara. Brian that Lara. Was Brian Lara's oh. only thing. He. He looked to survive until 60 balls. And then he said, once 60 balls, you've seen everything that everything has to offer. You've seen most of the bowlers. You've seen the pitch. You've seen the conditions. You've, you know, That's everything like smart. that. You should get 60 balls and then you start playing shots. You don't think. And 60 was, balls sounds like a lot, but it's only 10 overs. 12. 12 overs. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I can math. No, I no. can't math. You can't yeah. math. I can math. Yeah, you math. Guys, I, I math. I mathed wrong. <laughs> I mathed wrong. I did, I did the math. Sorry. I did the bad. month of math. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it was sixty. Yeah, so ten overs. So that it sounds, it sounds, which I guess 
brings us kind of nicely, and I know that B- Bill Laws is obviously, um, you know, like, I want to just say about Bill Laws, he did, he is most known for his, his partnership with Bob Simpson too. Mm. And I think the people who are known as the partnerships says a lot about them. Yeah. You know, they were a team within a team and that's, um, yeah. So that'll, we're also, we've decided on, we're going to do an opening batsman quick six too. So that was what I wanted to mention before we start talking about that. That's certainly something we'll look into. On your bill. Good job. We love you, Bill. Seriously, mate. Good stuff. Um, but speaking of Brian Lara in at number four, as our you know, in this in this list That's right. for, for uh, the reasons well first of all above other than the fact that he put on some spectacular scores yeah um, sure. in that career of his well, he's the only man to make four hundred that's why yeah it uh, <laughs> as far as like <laughs> oh what's he done it's like oh he did make over four hundred runs oh. <laughs> And yeah, it, that's good. He broke the world record numerous times, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. I can remember two for sure, but I'm pretty sure he had the world record of he, even one more time. After I that. used to love watching Brian Lara bat. Just that whole stepping outside, you know, into the stumps. His technique was so unorthodox for the time. It was you know, extravagant. Extravagant. Everything was, everything was, was flourishing. It was the bat lift. There was, it was the bat lift. It was a big bat lift. Same was. with Hashimamla. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's what I mean. You can't have... Just the one technique. I mean, Hashimamla, you'd look at and be like, good lord. Like, oh, there's a dude, lot going on. Yeah, and, yeah. and his bat comes from point. It doesn't, like, you, you normally say, don't bring your bat, when you're in your bat lift, don't, don't angle yeah, don't it towards fly, slips, because yeah. you can likely get the edge. Down. Yeah. He goes then, from point. <laughs> you know, and it comes in that way. He does a big old circle and bring, but... It but it works, works for yeah, the guy. So right. you can't falter. And, you know, it, 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 as you were saying before, I mean, you know... There have been times in Lara's career where the only person that could get Lara, Brian Lara out was Brian that Lara. Was what I was you know, say that. well, that famous innings at Sydney, and he mm. named his daughter Sydney after it because it was so good. Yeah, they it's say. Good I thing mean, he didn't play in bloody you know cold cutter or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he didn't do it in <laughs> Hobart. <laughs> I'm calling a Hobart. Yeah. All right. What you call your kid? This is my daughter, <laughs> Northern Territory. <laughs> Gabba. <laughs> Gabba. Gabby. No, uh, no. All right, but yeah. yeah so you called Sydney. He made two hundred seventy nine, um, and it was yeah. I think it was most of the Australians said that that there was only one person that was going to get Brian Lara out that day because he ran himself out accidentally. Silly option to switch off, and he was the only one who was going to get himself out that day. He was yeah. that good. So not many people had that. that yeah, career. reached that thing. And I, I guess yeah. kind of cheating. Everyone knows Brian Lara is a great, but it was his mental toughness that I think people don't really take especially with the team that was around him yeah, uh, I think yeah, he, sure. he really had to carry that team more than I think people yeah. ever give him credit every innings he yeah, was expecting literally that. every innings he had and to and I'm do sure that. every batsman puts the expectation oh, on them of every innings but, but he knew if it didn't happen to, yeah that's right he knew if it didn't happen it was game nah, over nothing's gonna happen so, so yeah so he that, makes number four tough, yeah. tough to get, make number four I'm thinking about it now as there might be a change but oh mate you can't go <laughs> mid change I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> for a minute there you were going to put I was just like god damn I've really been talking up these people what am I going to say about number two um, no we got number three uh, Australian test cricket legend captain his team for many many years Steve Waugh whoa 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 what is he good for a lot he is he's, he's good, he's for, good a for a lot I know in the past that you've said that if you had to choose a batsman to go into bat for your life you'd choose Steve Waugh yeah now, I've, what, to, I've stolen that and many people that's fine. But it's true, yeah. But it's Steve a true Moore, point. And, you know, another guy that probably fits this exact same mold, but to me they are so similar that you could just, you know, Steve Moore and Alan Border to me are yeah. like the same person. I'm sure same they're, person. I'm sure they're not. 
<laughs> but to me, like, <laughs> what they brought to the game was... <laughs> what like, I meant by, I like, think, I know they're not aliens or, like... They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're different people. <laughs> what I mean is, like, I'm sure there are a lot of differences between them. Yes, but I see your point, point they're, they're both... They were yeah. nothing stylistically, nothing talent-wise that went, ooh, you know, that's the... They're John Eels. They're, yeah. you know, they are no, Cameron Smith. They yeah. are, you know, and that's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. usually the Australian cool. great sportsmen. They're, they're smart. They don't make too many mistakes and they're tough. Yeah. And that's, you know, so I do, I kind of want to tie Alan Border in with Steve Wall there, but let's not have too many Australians. Yeah, so Steve Wall obviously um, <laughs> had many, many, many occasions where he took the, the game from, you know, from, from places where it looked horrible. I mean, that um, 2001 game, against India where he, he put together a couple of big scores. Well, that big score in the first innings, you know, and saved, well, <laughs> tried his best to do what he could for that game. So there, there were a couple of times where, you know, Stevie just just held in and I think that was that was made him so impressive, you know. For sure. I'd Even at his last, it wasn't his last match, obviously, but towards the end of his career, that game against England on that day, what, three or four, whatever it was? Yeah. He made that century. It's there's stuff like that that just really solidified himself as a. It was very difficult to get Steve Wall's wicket. Yeah, that's right. That's simple. I agree. I mm. agree. Now I'm sitting here thinking, how did Ricky Punting not make this list? Yeah, I know. How do we get this far without thinking of punting? God, or Shane Warne for that matter. <laughs> I am <Sorry>. sweaty <laughs> thinking about Shane Warne. <laughs> Ah, oh, so yeah, Steve Waugh, obviously a great player, uh, makes the list. Uh, so who have you got up there at number two? And yes, we have done a bit of talking these guys up. So what's what has number two got that the I others put don't? This one in because pretty much based on reputation, but I mean, when your reputation is as strong and as one dimensional as this guy, it's pretty much this is his category. Yeah. So to be almost an insult to the game to not not him. to have him there so Jeffrey Boycott I mean is really a polarising figure but he yes. was a good batsman and he was yes. the typical when we say hard batsman to get out he you, he made you earn his wicket yeah. many different great bowlers have said that about Boycott that I've heard so you know there's that Tony Gregg story that he says and this is probably explains Boycott but they had a good a good test where they won against the West Indies and Tony Gray performed well and Boycott made double time or something like that. But Boycott didn't like the captain. So in walking off the ground, he said, yeah, we did a good job, but we've kept him his job. And that's the kind of cat that he was, Jesus. even in like after a big celebration. He's a pretty cynical guy. And um, yeah, so you imagine someone as stubborn as that, he's probably going to come in with cricket as yeah, well. He's going to make sure that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, his personality might rub off on the green. So, as, yeah, he might not be the most likeable of the bunch, but he deserves Certainly, yeah, made sure yeah. that his wicket was protected. Yeah. So that brings us to our, our special mentions for well, the yeah, week. honourable mentions. And we, we, we were mindful of, you know, we are predominantly modern era cricket fans because we went alive in the other ones, but we, we tried to... Try pay to homage some, to yeah. homage to homage. The, the, the cricketers from the past. And I'm sure, yeah. like I said, there'll be plenty, plenty of that people out there. Yeah, of course, in the in the earlier generations. Yeah, I can think of Herbert Sutcliffe, mm. Jack Hobbs, couple oh, of great yeah. Englishmen. Yes, yes, yeah, good opening point. Partnership, but uh, but yeah, I mean, 
it's hard for us to really judge. We didn't. We we only know from stats. And unfortunately, getting much of a chance not to a watch. Stat man. Well, I am a stat man. Anyway, stat man. so we've got some honourable mentions. These are these are mostly modern era ones. The uh, I think this is more just a specific moment. In, yeah, you know, yeah, like this was, case. and there are plenty of times when this has occurred. But one that sticks out most. Uh, and po- people probably know where we're going with this, but Hashim Amlar and A.B. de Villiers, uh, was it day five? No, day four. It was basically the whole test. The whole test, India, where they, they, they batted like, out. A.B. was like 40 off 200. Off 200 odd balls. It was ridiculous. Amlar was like and 100 it, off nearly 400 balls. Yeah, so that that was truly a... a, a um, it was they just put it... It was like they drew a line in the sand and said, we're not attacking. Hmm. We are going to be so obvious about we're defending. We are going to survive this because that's how crazy this pitch is. Hmm. And they, they did. I think they ended up... I can't remember. I think I they ended up losing, that, to be honest. But yeah, I think they did end up losing. But... But with with the... <laughs> they got the punters through the through the turn turnstiles. Well, it's about... They, they they showed their adaptability, those mm. two players, and they showed their Seems willingness yeah. willingness to put their reputations completely at the back and say, what does the team need? Mm. And we aren't going to... We aren't going to beat this Indian team on this spinning track where they've got three great spinners and we've only got one. We're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, but they we've may got to get yeah. the runs on the board and we've got to do it any way necessary. We aren't going to be able to do it by smoking it. So Yeah. So. No, and that's, that was a true challenge, which is why they make the special mentions. I think there was a, sure. a blow. Uh, bringing us to our next, which I feel is good that we've got a couple of South Africans in this. It is uh, good that we've got a couple in this, of South in this, So we're coming up with, a, uh, with this one to make a special mention was Jack Carlos. Because Jack, the greatest. How could you? Time. How could you not? I mean, the guy was so annoying to watch bat because he was he was so beautiful. He had such a lovely technique, mm. and he bludgeoned the ball, and very difficult to get out. But yeah, it was Warney used to have a whole bunch of trouble. But he was he he was, he could he could play any style. That was the thing. Mm. I think for Jacques Cullis, he was always. Uh, like, like we just mentioned about the other two, it was it was a team first mentality, and yeah, Jack Carlos was always like that. And, and I think he was he was under he was re- ridiculously hilariously under, underrated for a long time. His batting mostly, mm. and everyone everyone said pretty much about four or five years into his career that he's the greatest all rounder around. Yeah, but then he really was a tremendous batsman. Exactly, and right. it was his. He was always a nice stroke maker. Hell, Shane Watson was. He mm. this is the best analogy. He is Shane Watson. Potential, he had all the, yeah, it, yeah. but combined with what exactly what we're yeah, talking what about. We're here the mental, for. the mental, yeah, the part mental of the game, fortitude, and that's why. There's no shit. I love Otto, but that was always what was lacking. He couldn't. He didn't have that, mm. but he had all of the skills and some. If he had Jack Callis's mentality, Watson Crossed. probably would have been better. Yeah, because he he probably had skill wise a greater skill set, but Jack Callis was composure combined with every skill that cricket. Can possibly can need. have, yeah, and yeah, and, and consummate professional. Yeah. And it, Jacques. It I think composure, composure is the word to sum up him. He yeah. never ever ever seemed flustered. No, he didn't, did he? Ever? Nah. There's a, even some of these batsmen. You, I mean, bugger a couple of stories about when they've been flustered, but they overcame it. He just never showed it. Yeah, impressive then, stuff. Yeah, really impressive. Which brings us to number one. Here it is. Every say, week I start a new one. I don't know. I really enjoy it, especially because you know. And I must admit, I didn't know until like I've listened to the last couple of episodes. I always forget that you put the cheer noise in, so it's always just like when I'm listening to it back. I'm like, oh yeah, god damn, we got a big <laughs> cheer for that one. <laughs> we got some Dude, serious you know, cheers. A bit of a, it's great. Just a just a really just railroad this. 
Um, is this more? Is this a minor ten out this time? No, no. This is. I didn't. I was a fan of How I Met Your Mother up until oh, wow. season six, Hero. and then it was it wasn't until season six that I realized there was canned laughter in it. And you know how oh. I realized because season six was so painfully unfunny that I sat there like, why <laughs> no are one's... people laughing at that? I was like, hang on a minute. There's canned laughter in this. I was like, why did they in this season put canned laughter in? I looked back and I was like, no, there's canned laughter in all the others. I was just laughing along with them, so I didn't notice. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a tip for people. If yeah, the right. show sucks, don't put canned laughter in it, because people will really notice it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so number one, I think if you're gonna have a a, if a you top heard, six or yeah. a quick six about, you know, blokes whose wicket you couldn't buy for less than selling the house, I don't think you could have <laughs> your face. I love when you start a saying. I'm like, I've never heard this one before. Oh, it's because you're making up on the spot. <laughs> I'm like, man, I learned so many old Aussie slang from Luke that he made up tonight. <laughs> Just talking shit, mate. I know where you're going, though. Rahul Dravid. Yeah, Rahul Dravid. Rahul Dravid. He's, he's the epitome of, uh, like Boycott, I mean, his reputation was based around this. It was mm. based around his wicket being difficult to get. Oh. Anytime Skinny any bowler saw him and... come in, they were very upset. You Nicknamed to... the wall. You don't obviously. get the wall without being a very difficult wicket to get. Mm. And then... Backing it up with runs as well. It wasn't just as if he'd yeah. make... You know, he wasn't there for the just like yeah. 400 balls. He'd make double tons while I was at yeah. it. You know, I'm pretty sure he hit... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he hit a century, if not a double ton on debut. He, he, I, oh, I, I actually don't know. Something like that. I'd have to look that know. up. But he had, a, he had a history of just... Look most, it up now. I'd love to start on making uh, a real ripper. Finally made his test debut at Lord's on the 20th of June, 1996. Come on. Against oh. England in the second test. Yeah, and what did he period. make? Uh, he made it at the expense of injured senior batsman. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's <laughs> no, I, I don't blame him. That's the kind of shit oh, they put I know. In there. I don't want to care. I don't care. That. Just tell me what his score was. Yeah, the amount of articles I'm like, ta ta ta. Where's the part I'm actually trying to find? And it was a lovely spring day with the suns were shining and the birds were singing. I met a cat that day. I don't give a fuck. He made the same. He made dis- debut with Ganguly. Oh well, there you go. Ganguly went on to smash a superb hundred to go into the history books, while Dravid fell just short of a maiden test run by five runs. See, there you go. So ninety-five, so ninety-five on debut. Not a bad scratch for for. How about player. how about that for India as well? Imagine <laughs> having two guys on debut and they both nearly make maiden <laughs> test entries. You'd be like, fuck it, how good? You, well, they both were obviously, and they ended up both being great. Both being yeah, great to the game. So um. Yeah, so that's sort of the, you know, it solidifies the point. Even from the start, the man made good runs. And I wonder how many balls he made that, that 95 off would be I think, interesting. I think the wall... It uh, came, it was, it came it, it later came on with, and, yeah. and it came yeah, after... I will give you that. It came after, and this is what we need to mention, is what we always talk about in test cricket and test batting is it's only exciting when the, the fielding team is being aggressive. Mm. And usually that means they're most exciting test cricket is when the bowlers are on top. Mm. And what you like to see from the batsmen is being able to weather that momentum from the bowlers, absorb it, and then apply it themselves. And and Dravid really was the epitome of, of that. Oh, absolutely. He could absorb pressure like no one else. And and like just, a mother bitch. Yeah, and, and he just you knew that as an Australian, and, and no matter what we threw at him, we weren't going to rock him. 
we had to we had to get him out. There wasn't he wasn't as opposed to what we said with love. He was never going to get himself out. We had to get you him had out. to get yeah. I used to love him, and he he, he you'd watch. Brett Lee, zing one past the, you know, th- uh, the, 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 the grill. No, the oh. grill. And he just looked and just, yeah. just, it was like a, yeah, fair. Here's another, and I think that's a common, such a, a common cool thing customer. for these kind of, for the, for the people. Can we change top, yeah, quick six cool customers? Because he yeah. was, he was a cool customer. He'd just get up there and do his thing and nothing phased him, you know, he just, he just bat and, and that was, and that was half the frustration I would assume as a, 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 for the creators was trying to, you know, like, how am I going to get this guy out if I can't, well, you know, that's, for that's warning things, when, you know? we, when we talk about the mentality Sludgy of the game, work. it's not, it's, yeah, it isn't, this is what people say, oh, you only got 50 off 150. So you have no idea what he would have done to the mentality He's of the bowling, the, the of the fielding team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it, it, in a leave, you break the bowler's will more than you do a, a, a four even sometimes. And that's yeah. the weird thing about cricket. If you edge one over slips for four, I'm going to be more happy than if you leave it as yep. a bowler. And that's, yep. you know, and that people will be like, why? You got four runs. Yeah, but it's the way you got it that I'm happy with. Yeah, it was cheap. You nearly got out. You know, yeah. and that's, you only win by getting wickets. I'm willing to give up a couple of runs to get the wickets. Yeah. And, no, absolutely. Um, and Driver, what he would do was completely break, break that will. And he had batsmen around him, like we just said, Ganguly, Tendulkar, who were playmakers in their right that he was he able was, to play that He was that the card. rock. He was the wall. And he really was the glue that made that Indian, that Indian team a really special team. And he, he proved that on, on more than one occasion with unbelievable comebacks, historical comebacks, mm. which will be talked about for a long time. An all-time great and, yeah, a, yeah. a legacy of being the hardest the wicket yeah. to get out. As far as Sporting Damn. Woods is concerned. That's right. Giddy up. And there we it did is, it. our quick six. Quick six. It only took half an hour. Yeah. Beautiful. Woo. Well, yeah. So, so that's us for another week. Make sure that you're, you know, listening in on or, or looking us up and all the various things. We've got some some stuff going on on Facebook at the moment. Why are we doing that? Because the Olympics are coming up. That's right. So up until the Olympics, we're gonna keep doing this, and and you know there'll be little funny jokes. So make sure you check us up there. Have a look. You can, they're all there. So they're not going anywhere. It's Facebook. We wouldn't lie about this. <laughs> No, I didn't like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Why are you sitting here and watching it? You go look at it. <laughs> we could read one out, but you, you've got a computer or a smartphone, go obviously. Go enjoy it yourself. You know what I have noticed? They're not as good when you read them out, too, because it's a part of the... you got to figure it out in your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, but good. What, um, what, yeah, so that's something that uh, you guys can enjoy. if You know, when when you've had enough of our voices, you can have a look at our jokes in, in, in written format. Well, that's right. We've got the Olympics coming up. Uh, at the start of August, and we've got our Olympics special, Sporting Woods, that is coming up. We are advertising it at the moment oh, through our Trolympics Facebook statuses that have the hashtag Trolympics. If you think of any funny oh, yeah. Little... Olympics, any takes on the Olympics, funny names, chuck it on and chuck it behind the hashtag Trolympics. Yeah. Join in with the fun. It's just a way to get hyped up for the Olympics. We've got an interview that we conducted with uh, some... Uh, Olympians, Olympians themselves, yes. and that'll be on the first installment of our Olympic special. That was, that's bloody exciting. Mm. I mean, like we, like, are, you I, know, the, the, this, this. I mean, we didn't get photos, so there's no real proof. Hey. Also, based on like everything that we've done in the past, I can't believe that anybody would ever believe that we're being legit when we say, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and we've got Olympic athletes that we're going to talk to. But really, honestly, we, it's true. We, we it's did. absolutely we have. true. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've done. already recorded some of them. 
Well yeah. done, fellas. That's it. Yeah, That's real it. good stuff. We and didn't we'll... get photos, so we still we're not hundred percent. I can't yet. believe yeah. that. We I'm haven't still... we haven't mastered anything. Did you get any photos? You were like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but just didn't do it. Check us out on Instagram, Sporting Woods Podcast. Check us out Twitter. Yep, yep. Sporting Woods. We're on Twitter. What is our at, hash, at, at oh, Sporting Woods? At Sporting Woods. I'm yeah, we got sure. it. I'm pretty sure. So uh, check it on my phone. It's at Sporting Woods. At I'm Sporting Woods. Sure, yeah, I was, I was pretty stoked. We're at Sporting Woods on Facebook as well. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. No, no I meant we are at. Oh, Sporting we are Woods. at Sporting oh, yeah, Woods. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, that, there's a bit. Okay. Uh, and shit. also, yeah, we're on. Keep we're on Wooshka. Keep checking us out on Wooshka. Our YouTube videos are going to be put up pretty yes, soon. Yes. Um, hopefully, with an aim of, um, you know, having them up. I don't know. Where I was going. No, you know, honestly, <laughs> no. I was I was going I was going to now say. The hopefully, the the hope is that we end up being doing live streaming. And what came to my head is, don't make promises you can't, can't fucking promise. Words and then make like a bye. <laughs>